Why robots? Because the badass. Oh, okay. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Hal. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the robotic Rollyway man. Oh, I managed to say it. Uh, <laughs> the giggle. Robotic. Uh, I said robotic. Um, Rollyway man. Rollyway man. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Al, what is a Rollyway man? A Rollyway man is um, the gentleman or lady. There were no ladies working on the mine. Um, <laughs> responsible for maintaining the roads and railways inside a mine. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, I managed to get out the fire pit uh, video. So I finished the commission, which was for a fireplace um, for a colleague at work. And uh, it was a super fun build. Um, lots of geometry going on uh, and crazy angles. But it was it was a fun project. It was lots of repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, and which... It's fine in terms of building, but in terms of an actual video, I thought that'd be a bit monotonous. Yeah. Uh, just showing the same segment being cut, ground, welded, cut, ground, welded, cut, ground, welded. Uh, so I just, I just went balls out in having fun with the video instead, and just thought I could cram in as many unnecessary puns and jokes and visual little nuggets into the video as I could. Um, <laughs> and and then on top of that, I, I just kind of basically didn't know when to stop as well with the build because that sounds so unlike you I, I, well the the request was for a fire pit and i was like well you want a proper fire you're gonna have a grill so you can raise it off yeah. get some proper airflow and then it's like well you're not going to be using it all year round and it's going to get full of debris and fucking shit so i better build you a tabletop for it and it's like and then <laughs> then i better make a poker as they well. make a poker and it was like yeah so and they were all kind of mildly similar things it was all yeah. cutting things with angles and yeah. burning it and cutting things with angles and burning it so even though there were different parts of the build they were actually very similar um yeah and they got the video out um and that was me uh he came to pick it up he was super happy um yeah and hopefully i'm gonna get some pictures of him with it in use yeah because nice. as the weather's getting nicer it'd be perfect for a little, little bit of outside yeah. fire action nice. uh how did he deal with getting it in the what car did he have to put well in? Well, there you go. So I, <laughs> I, offered, I offered to deliver it um, as part of the transaction. Uh, and he was fine. He just said, I'll come and pick it up. And he had like some like SUV thing. So he yeah. was fine. He just put the back seats down and slid it in, as it were. <laughs> uh, but I, I legit, I would not let him leave until he secured the fucking harpoon that was a poker. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just literally just like laid it down on the back seat. I was like, you're not serious, are you? Like, <laughs> you break at the lights and you're dead. Um, yeah. Well, he, he like put it in the footwell. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, cool. Sounds like a good week. And oh. um, yeah, the video was superb. Well, it was uh, a fucking great Sunday of videos, to be honest. Myself included, obviously. But obviously. The, the Forge dropped. We had, a, I think, we had a, a Laura live stream. We had a This Old Tony moment. It was a great I was, I was sure trying to get mine out. I would have oh, been part of that action, action, dude. But in actuality, you know, I, I didn't really feel all that bad not getting mine posted because I got to just sit and watch yours and Steve's <laughs> and Laura's <laughs> and like all the other stuff. And I was like, yeah, today's not a work day. Today's and, 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 and the uh, Kurtzkazakt as well at the same. Yes. Yeah. 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 Intelligent. I do. 
I have to comment on one specific shot because it was so goddamn well done that my brother actually messaged me. Who I've talked about my brother before. We we have production backgrounds. He still does a lot of video production. The shot where you zoomed in on the steel and it changed <laughs> sizes. <laughs> he sent me a message. I'm showing I genuinely the to rewind. <laughs> I'm showing the boys right now, but the message is a clip of him like showing me the shot that he was talking about. And it says, I had to watch this like 10 times to see exactly what he did. I loved it. Al seems yeah. like a brilliant person. And I was like, <laughs> it was mind boggling because I had to rewatch that just to go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it, was, it was so well executed. It made me angry. Because <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is well, the first time I watched it, I, I, I was just like, like, Casually watching it, like, oh yeah, it's just out. And then it happened. I was like, wait, hang on. <laughs> just and I kind of looked at Jazz and she just looked at me like, what? What what's what's uh, hang on, I've just gotta rewind this. And I was like, oh, I don't know how the fuck he's done that. <laughs> Wanker. That was so good. That's so good. Yeah. I'm so mad Brilliant. at you. <laughs> uh, little, uh, little Easter eggy moments like that are so <laughs> fun. I did, I tried to watch very attentively after talking to Alex about your hidden imagery. <laughs> there is there was there's one and it's very subtle. You gotta be quick. Yeah. Well there's loads of bollocks in it, but there's one that I don't think anyone's gonna see. Well I think that's what it comes down to is like now now I'm really paying attention to see if I can get those <laughs> little like frame shots and stuff. But this one had so much stuff going on the whole time yeah. that I couldn't tell what was you know, it's it's like when they go find the weird thing in the image, and you're like, the whole image is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's the baby's arm coming out the wall. No, it's the, yeah. Um, I'll give you a clue. If if there's this, if there's ever like a, a shot where it's like unnecessarily lingering, that's why. Yeah, it's like, well, why is he doing that for too long, longer than he should be? Oh, right. Taping off your trousers. <laughs> that's the longest shot ever. Like, that was it. That was it. Cut down as well. <laughs> It's because I had these massive fucking boots on. I was like, oh my God, I've got to take these off. <laughs> With my feet. Fucking idiot. You need to uh, take your feet off. What about you, Brad? What? So what is this? I don't know if you can talk about the video yet. or Yeah, not, I don't but, care. But, okay, cool. Yeah, what was the video that you were trying to get out of? Right. So I didn't really post a lot about the, the process just because, um, as always, it was a first time doing the thing. Um, so I got contacted by a, a company that I believe is based in China somewhere, but they make pretty cool looking jewelry. And the discussion was, you know, we'll send you some goodies. We'll, you know, give you a little bit of cash for doing the work and, uh, you make a video. And I, I had the conversation of saying like, I don't do reviews. Like I, I'm not going to accept <laughs> yeah. this thing and go, Hey, look at these cool things. So I go, if I was going to do this, I'd love to make something, but that also means that it's going to take time. And all this. So once we reached an agreement on the challenge being making a jewelry box for said rings, um, I, I filmed the entire process. You know, it was like, okay, what can I do with just like some box section that's big enough to house all five of the, of the rings, get some texture out of it with, just using the coal forge and then some dishing and stuff that I'd never done before. And then some really small kind of fine tune work between files and uh, 
the little Ryobi rotary tool, which I now am totally in love with. Like I love Dremels, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but the Ryobi one is battery powered. So you just hook a battery in it. There's no cords. There's no wires. Nice. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a handful of steps that I'd never done before, but fun, fun, fun. And I like the end result of this, you know, kind of spring loaded top jewelry box thing. And there's not a ton of moving parts to it. It's all done with mild steel and sheet steel. Obviously did a little bit of brassing. There's some leather work on the inside, but super simple. Um, and I attempted to get the edit done and delivered because the contact that I have is, you know, hours and hours behind or ahead or however the world works. Um, and I fell asleep before uploading <laughs> at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so nuts to me. But by the time this episode comes out, I can only assume that it will be online. And uh, not to go into a bunch of like sponsor YouTube stuff, but I was I was actually really happy with how the conversation went. There's as far as contracts goes, it's just kind of a signed piece of paper that says, like, we're agreeing to this thing, which is nice. It's not super overcomplicated. And they also didn't ask for a lot. They were like, nice. we would like to see the stuff and maybe like our website. And we'll give you a discount code for all your watchers. And there will be like the affiliate links. So all that stuff. So it's all like super beneficial for me um, to take something like this on because I, I genuinely like the product that they had. But yeah. it's not something that I would have reached out to them. They reached out to me. So um, I'm, I'm actually really happy. I hope more things like this happen in the future where it's obviously not a bunch of uh, it's not a lot about like how much money can a sponsor give you or, or yeah. you know, we're all hoping to get that huge check from a thing for showing off a tool. This was more like you want some stuff. We give you a little bit of uh, cabbage yeah. to go with it. And you go, cool. <laughs> What do you need from me? And they're just like, just put it in the video. And you're like, yeah, thanks. Nice. And I'm happy with how it came out. I will warn anybody that uh, may watch. The expectation was that I would crack this out relatively quick. That was obviously <laughs> stupid to think that way because it was like, it's a small project. It'll be easy. And also when I ingested the footage, that always gives me a gauge for like how long the video will probably be. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Where did I get four hours of footage from for <laughs> a, like a little jewelry box?" Turns out the video is going to be sixteen minutes long, and I I'm happy with it. I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to take any of this out. I like it. Nice. It still moves quick, but it's very calm." Yeah, and I dig it. And it's a lot of techniques that I learned from watching you guys, and I love the texture that I achieved. Like whatever, said and done. Happy with the project. Just can't wait to get it up on nice. Yeah, just, just to jump in there, talking about video file ingestion oh, yeah. um, and movie length. Um, the nonsense fire pit build was like 20 minutes. I've, I've learned my lesson. I don't give a fuck about video length anymore now. Steve, <laughs> right. make the videos as long as you want. Fuck them. Like, yeah. the, the YouTube partnership thing needs minutes watch anyway so you might as well yeah. fucking hedge your bets yeah. um the yeah the, the video was a 20 minute long video there was like 200 odd clips plus in the timeline 
There's loads of layers with me fucking around with After Effects and the Raiden bit and all the nonsense, mm-hmm. like silly zooms and shit. <laughs> um, it's like 50 frames a second now because I've got like different camera, so I'm shooting at a higher frame rate. And there was fuck loads of stuff going on, and there's like five layers of video. Yeah. And it took two minutes and 45 seconds to render on my new fuck computer. You. So there's a testament to building your own fucking PC but <laughs> fifth of the price of a fucking Apple Mac. Fuck Apple. Build your own PC. <laughs> listen listen to Jamie Reader, get an NVMe hard drive and put all your fucking cash on there and you don't even have to worry about it. Everything is just smooth as butter. Real-time rendering. Fucking fuck you, Apple. See, that... I ain't never going back. <laughs> that, well, that's a discussion that we could have at another time if if people are genuinely interested in it but basis of comparison what you just said with the with the computer that you built and how long the uh video was and what it took you to render mine's 16 minutes long and it was an hour and a half to render so that, it out that, that and i have like a probably. macbook pro laptop yeah, it's old exactly. it's old but this was like top of the line yeah. 5 years ago so that was, that was my normal experience, and that was what I was used to, like completely used to, and just thought yeah. that was the standard thing, like exactly that, an hour plus for a 15, 10, 15 minute video. Yeah. It was just like, I, I, just, start- I, was, I was like getting up to go and like, I'll go and make some tea. You start thinking about this as work time, right? Like investment, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how long does yeah. it actually take you to make the thing? And then we have to tack on making the video. Yeah, and then yeah, how yeah. long does it take you to make the video? By the time it comes to like rendering and getting this stuff online, if you're spending two and a half minutes <laughs> to render, it doesn't feel like a slog anymore. Like, you no. know, you have to invest in the edit part, yeah. but the fact that it took me six hours to edit with no extra effects yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, that's that in no way cuts down the amount of time I had spent fucking around editing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But for anybody that's like really wanting to get into this, it, you know, there's yeah. all of these all of these steps that you can take to try and optimize your process. We all do that on our on our building, mm. but very rarely does the focus go into the production of it. That being said, I want to I want to hear about what Steve's been up to because seriously, Steve, I told him in the pre-show before <laughs> you showed up, Alex. But Alex, what? <laughs> Why did I use your full name? Um. Friday and it's when you're in a bad mood. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Steve. The latest Forge video is absolute. Just it's brilliant. It's well shot. It doesn't matter how long it is. I would watch more of it. Yeah, I thought that yeah. video was so great. So Hashtag about needs Mojo. <laughs> well, I wanted yeah. the shot of well, him actually ripping a log in half. It was the, just little bits of wood. Yeah, it's his <laughs> storytelling. It's like as much as I love Al, like Joe's storytelling is completely different. Completely yeah. different angle, um, and re- super in- and the most professional fire I've ever seen built. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I very nearly put the the only reason I didn't extend the fire for the full length because at one point I like faded out when once the fire had kind of caught. Um, but that that shot where I went from him, um, like igniting the bundle into actually putting it on, oh, I Brett. stayed. I stayed down there um, filming it until the, the whole thing was fully caught, and it was it was like a five minute clip. Um, and I, I, my, 
Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Is I was like, do I put it in? Don't I? But because there was no extra audio, it felt like that would have just been a little bit too long. Um, but I think, like, just briefly to explain for anyone that didn't see my thirty posts in different groups asking for opinions, mm-hmm. um, I uh, I asked in the Fools with Tools group about um, like the length that the video should be but i also thought well i might as well ask in the in like a couple of the other uh maker groups so i asked in the i like to make stuff one and the majority of responses were uh keep it under 10 minutes keep it under 10 minutes split it into multi-part videos multi-part builds or (laughs) speed everything up and i'm like no that's a they're all let me let me make a suggestion no yeah like, to all of that and i kind of had to stop and think about it. i was like actually i i i'm not making these videos well like we're not making these videos for for you people then like if if you can't watch more than 10 minutes of uh, a video then uh, yeah we're, we're not making it and i think it, it's where, where, where did that come from though like we all used to sit down and watch 30 minute television shows one yeah. hour long television. we used to watch an hour of fucking television just to see 20 minutes of fucking jack bauer and yeah went down for 10 minutes yeah which is Where's mad because weirdly enough we were talking about it earlier on today um because it <laughs> it was great Al Al basically was saying uh before the axe video came out that we don't know when we're next going to be able to do another forge video just because mm-hmm. um i mean this week oh, we're yeah. making <laughs> say that again sorry You've got a hundred axes to make. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's like it. The, the, this this week we're making a hundred axes and fifty coffee scoops. Like it's we we are fucking busy. Um, and so I was like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna make one for a while. And then he saw the video, and then was messaging me about half an hour later, being like, so what are we gonna do for the next video? Then? <laughs> um, and we were talking about like how we can uh, invest in it and what else we can do for the the video. Uh, or f- for the the channel and like how we can up the production value and everything else, um, and we were talking about the video length, and we we realised that very much like it it doesn't matter if it is yeah you know, if it's thirty minutes long it's thirty minutes long if it's forty five minutes long it's forty five minutes. The first cut I did of the axe video was like fifty eight minutes long, I think, um, and I, I honestly think I probably could have released that and it still have been like uh yeah. redux yeah hudson river I, redux <laughs> um I, I don't think i've got the patience to sit and edit it again i was so bored of al's voice by the time i'd finished editing <laughs> that video um but like because we, we're talking about getting some chefs involved and if we do something where we make something and then we cook it all together and you know we'll, we'll have like that conversational chat as well where we've got um uh, a chef, Al, me, Joe, whoever else, like in the room together talking, like that's going to be a much longer conversation. We're going to want to put more of that in, and then it it does become more of a. It, it's not a. It's not a build video. It's it's a. I don't want to say documentary, but like it's it's a thing no, to watch. That's it's what a, that felt like. That's what yeah. the axe video felt like to me. Just because of the way that you paced out the narration, you showed the processes, 
but it tells the story from start to finish, which you've done in the other videos. But this one, I, I don't know why it spoke to me so much more, but it is everything from the build process to final execution and usage. And that last, you know, five or so minutes or whatever it is with yeah. Joe building the fire, the ax isn't in there while he's yeah. building the fire. He doesn't show, you don't show the ax when he's like hanging the pot up. None. The beauty yeah. shot, typical beauty shot thing where it's like you build the thing, then you have 10 beauty shots, and then that's the end of the video. Yeah. It has a really nice conclusion to it. It it builds you up, it tells you and explains a lot of things, and then it wraps it up at the end. These are yeah. more like mini documentaries that happen to be build videos. What? And fuck the format as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like for, for us, like we're... We're not looking. If you want to see beauty shots of, of the stuff we make, go and look at Alex's Instagram. Like, there's some brilliant photos of the things that we make. But these videos are the like the way that we look at them and the way that we're, we're making them. It's it's about the process of making the things that we make and the use of the things we make. So, you know, once once Joe has split the wood with the axe, that that's it. Its job is then done. It's then going on to actually lighting the fire and, and doing everything else with it. And it's like. When we're uh, when we're doing ones with chefs, it's going to be obviously yes, there'll be you know, if it's a pan or whatever, then there'll be shots of it that being used. But then that's it. it we we go on to the rest of the thing, and yeah, we're going to serve it up on a nice plate. And the beauty shot is the product that we make with our product, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it was it, well. <laughs> I don't want to go into a huge discussion because I know we have another topic, but. I'm happy knowing that the between the three of us, and I know my video is not up just yet, but between the three of us, I am happy that we are choosing to produce videos the way that we do. Yeah, and I'm I'm very happy knowing that other people in our in our little space and our our fools group are doing similar, and it makes me happy because at least yeah. there will be an area of YouTube that's dedicated to a little bit more story, like. Let me explain to you what's going on. Or Al, I think watching any one of your videos back is like, I will consistently <laughs> learn something when I watch your videos, but I will be entertained the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and that is seldom. Well, that, like, that is John, very seldom when I John watch D, YouTube. John D. Videos. Harvey sent me a, a message and it was like, taking notes. I was like, I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> How to hold two grinders at once. <laughs> That generally worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I was actually quite impressed with how, like, close to the lines it looked like you were actually getting with that. <laughs> Fucker. But, but it's weird. Well, what, like, do you think, what do you think would be better? Should we, should we like, you know, make build a robot to do all of our editing? Ooh. Ooh. that for a steak way? Brilliant, but I <laughs> did actually want to quickly talk about one other thing that happened this uh, week. Yeah, rewind. Um, but before we before I do that, I just wanted to say, like, what I love though is the fact that everyone that was commenting on that I like to make stuff one um, post was saying, like, cut it down, make it multiple part, make it ten less than ten minutes, yada yada yada. Um, granted, we've only had like a few hundred views on it, but every single um comment so far has been massively positive um and i think of all the videos that we've put up we've had 
like one, maybe two thumbs down, and that's it. Like we haven't had any. Yeah, but that'll negative... be that'll be. I don't like axes. Yeah, we, thumbs down. What, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like we, and I think that was on one of them was on like the skewers video or something like that. But we've not don't had like any. Coffee. Yeah, we've not had any negative comments. Like there's been no one that's been coming on and saying, "Oh, this was shit. I didn't like that." Because there's it's a higher bar to entry. Like you're not going to sit. You're not going to take a gamble on something that's half an hour long and go, oh, I don't really know this person, but I'm, I'm going to watch that and then complain about it. Because if you're going to invest half an hour into watching video, then chances are you either are interested in the subject matter or you like give a shit about the people putting it out sort of thing. So I think it's, yeah, you're not going to get, you might not get as many hits, but I think doing making the videos the way that you want to make them I think just allows us to get rid of some of the dickheads. Um, yeah, two other things that happened to me this week. Uh, I was on. Um, I don't know if you, you, you guys occasionally listen to uh, the Blacksmith Pub, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so before they went on uh, their summer hiatus, um, they had Toby on from Toby Fire and Steel, uh, and he's got a um, podcast. And I was on that. And yeah, good nice. recording for that. That was very good fun. Uh, really super nice dude. Uh, it was really weird because because he's in Australia. I was recording at like I think we started about ten o'clock at night. No, nine o'clock at night over here. Well, it was between nine and ten because we got the times wrong. Um, but the like sunlight was going down here as it was like it, it started off. It was bright here and dark there, and finished. It was dark here and bright there. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, that was really good fun. Um, he's, I've listened to a few of his uh, um, episodes before I um, actually recorded, and it's yeah, it's, it's a really good fun um, podcast. It is, it's mostly geared towards like blacksmithing and particularly knife making. Um, but yeah, it it was enjoyable. I I liked it, and I think other people might also enjoy it. So yeah, if you can go check it out. I don't know when my episode's going to be out though, so. Meh. Um, and the other thing, um, I have barely been in my workshop at all in the last few months. I've just, I've either not left the house because of like full lockdown or I've been too busy doing other things. Um, but Beryl, my, uh, landlady has been extremely understanding with the, uh, the rent and it not getting paid for the last couple of months <laughs> because, shit's been a bit weird um but her grandson fraser who is about that big so like 11 12 maybe i don't know uh he really wants to be he did uh he made a nail with me last year i think um and he really really wants to be a blacksmith he's become obsessed with it he's been sending his mum and dad like uh Amazon shopping lists of like buying an anvil, buying a hammer, buying this. And so he just wanted to, like, he's obsessed with it now. He's been watching lots and lots of YouTube channel, uh, YouTube videos and that. And she asked if I'd mind just kind of having him in the workshop for a day and getting him to do a little bit. So we, uh, we made a couple of um, barbecue skewers and he started asking me about arrowheads. I was like, oh yeah, they're quite easy. And showed him how to flare it out and roll it around so you have a socketed head and uh, yeah, socketed arrowhead and, and all of that. And basically just ended up making him a mini spear 
and mm -hmm. I've never seen a kid look so happy about getting a random thing that took like 10 minutes to make. But it was really cool because it's the first time I've actually um, that we've made the arrowheads at festivals and that before, but I've never actually fitted one to uh, a shaft. And it just so happened that I had a bit of dowel kicking around in the um, uh, in the workshop and was just like, right, well, it'll go on like this. And then just kind of burnt it on. And of course, because I was burning it on to get it to the right shape, there was loads of smoke and fire and everything, which was even better in his eyes. He's like, ah, this is amazing. There's smoke and fire and beer. And um, yeah, and that was it. It was really good fun. And I really enjoyed <laughs> that. And it was just nice seeing like that kind of spark of wonder um, appearing in a kid's face sort of thing. It was good. It's a very Love wholesome that. moment. I've just spent uh, the last five minutes trying to work out how the sun would set in the UK and rise in Sydney at the same time because it was blowing my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> the world's like that. It goes yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett, do you want to do your brilliant segue onto robots again? So you think we should have robot for an editor? <laughs> Wonderful. Smooth. Uh, so, this this is a uh, an interesting topic that we spent a long time thinking about and discussing. Uh, so, I'm going to pass it over to Al to just just describe his uh, his general thoughts on this topic and where we're going to go with it. Well, Steve, it was inspired by um, the <laughs> the idea that you guys at Forge um, got such effort and detail and and, and in the video about the, the Hudson River Axe, um, you know, going down to the, the finite things of, of, of getting the, the forge to a certain point and then refining it and then Al's little pre-grind and knocking off the edges and all this stuff. And then it's like, and we've got to make a hundred of these. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so repeat the task, you know, man hours, put in the work, get it done. But that's why we invented machines to help us with things. Yes. Um, I love um, how professional you're making this sound. It, well, it, it it's it's something dear to my heart, Steve. But the, <laughs> the the idea of this monotonous, repetitive task, which was kind of the bane of the working man for hundreds of years, you know, we're having to just do the same thing over and over again, uh, and inventing tools to help us either speed that process up or make that process easy or multiply that process. Yeah. Um, and then getting more advanced and getting autom automata to do it and, and machinery to do it. And then eventually the, the kind of concepts of robots. Um, and I don't mean robots in the sense of like uh, Sunny, like, you know, artificial intelligence. Yeah. I just mean, you know, a machine that report that performs a repetitive task. So this idea of labor that kind of is the bane of man. I, I don't know what, I don't know. Was was man punished for something in the Bible? And for our sins, we had to it, we had to go out in the field, and and women got uh, childbirth pain, and men had to work for a living. Basically, it was like so. We, we work. We, hard work is like our punishment. Yeah. Um. But this idea, I, I, ever since as a kid, I, I loved robots for their um their replication of human motion. Yeah. So for me, the appeal was not like shiny C-3PO or, you know, the robot in Metropolis. That, that was not what a robot for me was. A robot was just something that did something over and over again or did something perfectly or 
mimicked a, a task, so like a robotic animal. So I loved yeah. like little kind of wooden toys that would have, you know, creatures that would kind of mimic the the fluid motions and being able to get that just right. So up into like robotic arms where you're, you know, replicating somebody welding a, a car sh- chassis. Yeah. Uh, there's just the idea that we involve robots in our creative process and in the making of things, I think is super fantastic. Everyone's yeah. scared of robots. No robots took your job. It's like, <laughs> no, they don't take your jobs. They, 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 they help you. They assist you. They make your life easier. They do things that you don't have to do. So you get fucking repetitive strain injury, you know, like robots don't get RSI. It's, 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 they're there to help you. And I, I love the concept me grinding a million bits of fucking metal and cutting the same angles over and over again. Um, it just made me think that I love robots. <laughs> uh, and there's there's so many interesting things about them. And there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's like I said, there's different facets to it. There's the 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 artificial intelligent robot, you know, the the, yeah, yeah. the 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 Honda robot, which is basically trying to mimic a human. You know, each with each generation of the Honda robot, it gets better and better and better to the point where it's doing fucking parkour now. <laughs> it's like this is not why we built you. Like, yeah, we built you to help us, you know, pack sausages in a fucking factory, and now you're like <laughs> doing backflips off walls. Um, yeah. So I, I can't wait till Skynet's fully operational, um, and I just, I think they're fascinating. So I, uh, I, I, I love this uh, subject and the sub the the idea of um, auto my. I can't say the fucking word, but ma- automating things um, <laughs> in a in a general term. Um, and it, what I find really interesting about it is, so many people think that if you allow robots to take over doing uh, simple tasks that we currently do, um, that nobody will have a job. It's like, oh, what am I going to do? With all this? And you 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 get a different job like you and i I don't mean that as in like well just go work in a different factory like it it means that actually this is the thing this is where the the problem comes in you've got the like the the star trek um future where actually you know food and shelter is covered by um the the robots going out and doing it all so it allows humans the freedom to um pursue happiness and pursue uh, well, to go for other pursuits. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't then, you, you could still be a blacksmith even if there was robots producing. Like, the, the fact that we still have blacksmiths now, like, we're producing handmade fucking spoons, but <laughs> you can go to Ikea and get a thousand for a fiver sort of thing. Um, like, it doesn't mean that those jobs aren't going to be there. It just means that it allows you to spend a little bit more time. Like, you don't have to batch stuff out as much. You can You can be a little bit more creative about things. Well, the, the whole the whole reason that we're we're human beings and we're not insects or just animals with sort of base instincts is our imagination and our creativity yeah. and our consciousness. And it's our almost like you've watched that Kirkazad video. I, I kind of didn't actually. I put it on and just kind of dozed off. But maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it soaked in. But yeah. the 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 term robot just basically means like labor. It means like forced yeah. labor. It's about replacing the. The, yeah. the the strength of a, a human. It's not about um, replacing the soul or replacing no. the mind. That's the, it's literally the opposite. So if if anyone feels like they're they're intimidated because they're being replaced by a robot, all it's doing is replacing your muscle. Yeah, um, and I, 
Well, I was going to say, because this is one of the things that, like, is it gets gets really interesting, is it's by the the robot doing that manual labor, it means that, because, you know, we, we used to have people working in car factories. Like, they, it, the assembly line was literally just... Yeah. It, it was a like a conveyor belt and it had people there doing it. Now we've got robots doing it. You still need someone building those robots and you mm. still need someone programming them and looking after them and maintaining them and, and doing all of that. Um, and with automation, you, yes, those like simple repetitive tasks are taken over, but then that's where the human comes in because the human has the imagination to go, okay, well, yes, they're doing that, but actually if we do this, so putting in those little tweaks going oh, if, we, if we do this that product will be better for this reason or well if it's already doing that one thing why don't we have this process in and then it can yeah. create something completely different mm -hmm. so, like, so the people involved can can concentrate on you know um increasing fuel economy and things yeah. like that and, and 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 developing new safety techniques or inventing things and innovating using yeah. the muscle that can't be replicated you know yeah, that, that, exactly. that, that's where the value lies yeah i mean because because the point the point that I was making earlier on, sorry, about the, the Star Trek thing is what sh should happen um, is with automation, um, let's say food and living costs should mm. come down because you don't have to pay someone to do it. You just, there's a robot that does it, that doesn't <laughs> sleep, doesn't do anything. Just, it just does it constantly. Absolutely. Will um, not stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the problem comes where what with, the wonderful world that is capitalism what generally happens is the cost of production comes down but the uh cost the end user end user stays the same so rather than bringing down the the price it just brings up the profit for the company that has it and i mean that's that's a whole other subject for a whole other podcast um but if you can if we as a society can kind of tweak it's so actually it does mean that people can go out and they can pursue other goals then that's fucking brilliant and i i don't want to get too deep into um future philosophy but like it's such an exciting prospect for me to think that actually you know all of the the jobs that nobody wants to do nobody has to do them anymore so you, you can literally go what do i want to do not i need a job to make money it, it can be a case of going what do i want to do i can follow my passions i can you know and, and your passion might be that uh you want to be a lorry driver but everything's already being delivered by self-driving lorries well that's fine but you can you can take a like you you can do something for special cargo or something like that like there's there are always going to be uh, requirements to have that human element. There's always going to be other things that you can do and you can always specialize and you can always. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it just... hand stitching the leather steering wheel and a Bentley. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be replaced anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think even if we end up in a, a world where we have, um, uh, I can't remember the, the model type that Sunny is, but like where we have that, that kind of like T five, something like that. Uh, maybe, yeah. But yeah, we, you know, where we have a fully humanoid, completely independent, um, artificial life form that that is able to do everything that that we can do in a in a physical sense. And yeah, you, know, you can say to that that robot, right? Okay, like the the copper bowls. So we're doing, let's say, fifty scoops at the moment, and MS five. That's it. 
Um, and you you could get someone else. You could say, right, aim for the exact center, pass it round like this, do this, and they, they might be able to do it, but they would produce 50 identical coffee scoops, which is great, but that's not what we're going for. We're going for something that is a little, like each one is a little bit different and, and all of this. Um, so that's something that can't be uh, replaced. It can't be replicated. Like there's, there's, uh, there's a whole thing about the fact that a um, an artificial intelligence or a computer program can never be truly random. Like random number generators aren't actually random. It's all done. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's all coded. Sort of yeah, thing. someone so, programmed it, so it's not yeah, random. At all. Exactly. Like there, there is a uh, a sequence to it, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think like there's. <laughs> there's a lot of potential for some awesome stuff. That's not to say that there's not also potential for it to be abused, but yeah. Just because, just because you create the tools or give people the opportunity for a product, like there's always going to be terrible people that misuse it or uh, (laughs) that you can't project forward to know how that thing was going to be used. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, any invention at some point is going to be used to take advantage of people. Or you yeah, know, yeah, there was a there was a uh, an analogy made uh, with ski masks. It's like the people that made ski masks weren't necessarily like, oh, <laughs> everyone who ever robs anything is going to use these. So our yeah. market is great. Um, it's a good job they had a, a side business making stockings. There you go. <laughs> but it always. It always throws me off because I, I love the, you know, the idea of having robots in a more day-to-day sense. And I think growing up with movies like Back to the Future, you know, especially Back to the Future 2, where you can see how the house works, where <laughs> I, I don't think of robot necessarily in the um, anthropomorphized way, yeah. Yeah. where whatever i robot and all these other ones where it's basically a cyborg right like i, yeah. I reserve that word for human looking <laughs> thing that is a computer but you know making a pizza in two seconds out of like a little <laughs> pill or or like in fifth element where she puts the little pill in the refrigerator or in the uh, microwave and it comes out yeah, it's yeah. a full Gigan. dinner Gigan. so all of my influences have, have come from movies right because we see these fantastical things that exist in these worlds that are created but when they become more realistic like the the further along we get in technological advancement that stuff seems so much more tangible Mm. or it doesn't seem like as much of a leap as it was you know when we were little and I'm watching Blade Runner. I'm like, well, this is insane. This is a <laughs> crazy future with all these weird things going on. Self-driving cars in Total Recall? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I recently got to uh, not drive a Tesla. Meaning, yeah. I spent 10 minutes on the road and wasn't driving. <laughs> technically. Like, it was the most insane thing. It was one of Ben's friends has a has a Tesla. And that's a robot like to me that's that is, yeah. that is a form of robotics right that's For going sure. into that and 
watching how it works where I'm sitting in the driver's seat. My foot is not on the accelerator or the brake and my hand just, you have to rest your hand gently on the steering wheel so that it knows you're not asleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was taking, you know, all these curves and stuff. It can't make turns because that's where like the brain aspect comes into it. It doesn't know, you know, the aggressive driver to your right is going to turn before you. So it can't, it can't, you know, AI, the, the traffic laws and everything like that and the other drivers. So you have to do the processes like making turns and putting the signals on and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that I drove for 10 minutes and <laughs> did like basically nothing and got to the destination blew my mind because I, I love the idea that that could technically make driving safer ish yeah but then again like how do you misuse the tool like i was saying a minute ago how many people are going to figure out how to since it's a computer hack the robot yeah and like turn the governor off and go yeah. oh this is going to regulate me to 70 miles an hour because that's the limit of the road yeah well screw that this car goes 200 miles an hour i'm just going to figure out how to break it or yeah. you know people that figure out how they can sleep in the car and let it drive itself without having to do the check-in. There's like a check-in thing that you have to do, you know, with your hand. But when does that stuff start coming into play? And then how does that feed into the other technological advancements with robotics or automaton stuff where people take it down the wrong path, but there's also innovation in that. And it's like, Oh my God, but how did they figure out how to do that? And that, Maybe that could lead to something more positive. Like it's always going to go negative. There's always going to be people that do that. So one of, one of my one of my clients last year was um, a, a company that makes uh, robotic prosthetics for people born limb differently mm. or people who've who've suffered an amputation, um, and that was just fucking fascinating in itself. You know, meeting meeting yeah. the people who used them, um, meeting the engineers who were creating them. The the, the innovation that went into it, the flip side, which was like the 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 cost saving that goes into kind of you know the the ones you get given on the health service or the mm -hmm. shitty ones at the hospital, yeah. you know, and like the waiting list and the need for like better technology. And it's like, how can people be against innovation in this field? You know what I mean? It's it was so yeah. bizarre that um, anyone want to hold back robotics. Um, but then it got to the point where they they built this they built this hand and they they specially designed all the motors and all the servos and everything in it. And it's like, oh yeah, it's 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 got a limiter on it. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, if you didn't have the limiter on, you could break someone's arm. <laughs> and 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 but it's a law. It's like an American um, yeah. by whatever the in, in the in the the legislation of of prosthetic limbs that it can only have a certain amount of strength. Yeah. Um. But the one of the loopholes in that is that it can only have a certain amount of um, power, and power is over time. So basically, there's like yeah. a, a way of getting around it where you could have increased power in this robotic hand for a certain amount of time. So it had yeah. like a boost mode. And this, <laughs> so basically, like you could you could hit like a boost button and have like a basically a superpower for like two <laughs> seconds or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a, and the guy was like, yeah, basically I've hacked mine so I can just have it on for as long as I want. <laughs> so all these guys like building, um, you know, crazy robotics and, and really cutting edge technology are already having to like abide by laws. 
yeah, yeah. Because of, to your point, Brett, there's own, there's nothing stopping someone just taking advantage of an innovation or something that you can, you know, might have just been used to 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 help people on an assembly line in a Ford factory, mm-hmm. but strap a fucking M16 on the top of it, yeah, <laughs> you know, and some some night vision, and you know, away it goes. It's it's like all it takes is that bit of well. I call it imagination, but <laughs> <laughs> different intent uh, yeah. for this replacement of muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, th- that's the thing is there's the, I can't remember the actual phrase, but it's it's essentially um, something along the lines of, uh, uh, fuck, In, I think it's innovation over intent or something like that, but it's right. it, it goes into it. And it, it's more about the fact that, you know, just because uh, I was going to word it really badly, then it made it sound really bad. But but basically, it's um, you can't uh, you like you can't blame you can't blame the person that invented gunpowder for everyone that gets shot. Like it's yeah, you know, you're just, just like it, it's like saying um, fucking knitting needles. Perfect example. The person that invented knitting needles did not think that a bunch of chavs from inner London were going to use them to stab people with. Like it, <laughs> it, yeah. It, just because you're like, just because something has the potential to to do harm, doesn't mean that like it should be completely um, banned. But like you say, to your point, it, it it's it's about having that uh, that legislation in place. Uh, to make sure that it's it is safe and it is sensible and practical and, and everything, but I think the one of the problems that you, we have kind of in society now is the fact that there are a lot of people that don't want to like they they're not willing to go. Okay, well let's put that sensible le- legislation in place. They're just going, oh no, well that's bad. Don't do it. Um, it's like, well, yeah, but it, it's going to happen at some point. Like you might as well. What I like is, is the concept that somewhere there's like a a risk assessment office that just has to sit down and just come up with this shit. Yeah, like someone's invented uh, an egg timer, right? Well, let's 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 think of the worst possible things that could happen with this egg timer yeah. <laughs> and make sure it doesn't happen because people are stupid yeah. and other people will try to take advantage of those stupid people. So you know, let's make sure this egg timer doesn't kill people. But the fact that there's you know people sat down having to contemplate those things, like. I would never have thought that someone's robotic hand would by law have to be limited. Yeah. But when you think about it, it's absolute common sense. Like yeah. you can just have someone walk into a bank and just rip a fucking safe off the off yeah. hinges. It's like <laughs> But then I mean that because didn't uh, didn't Jim have a load of uh like when he had the full spectrum laser people out mm. and they like there's there's loads of legislation they've got to go through even though yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. is strapped to you know a massive cnc machine like it mm. how difficult realistically would it be to dismantle that take it off and you know mount it to your to a shoulder thing and have a oh this sounds like a great laser. episode of columbo <laughs> <laughs> but, but like but the thing is, you could say the same thing for anything, like those massive petrol-powered uh, stone-cutting discs. Hmm. Like, yeah, if you really wanted, you could go into a bank and rob it with <laughs> with one of them. But you're probably not going to. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I 
I love I love ideas and I love innovation and I don't I don't like it being stifled for shit reasons. Like obviously there are good reasons at times, but uh, yeah, but fucking, I don't know. <laughs> well said, Steve. I mean, Thanks. It, it it for me it's the, it's the full spectrum as well. Like the simplicity laser? of some, full spectrum laser, the simplicity of something robotic that just does a really simple menial task. Yeah. You know, it's still a robot. It doesn't have to have a face or like bleep, bleep, bleep noises. <laughs> it's just it's just doing something and there's something hypnotic about it and satisfying. You know, you can sit and watch YouTube ch videos for hours of like machines in factories doing stuff and, and yeah. really satisfying the timing of things as well and the, the oscillation and the movement. I just, I just, it's obviously trying to replicate you know, human movement or yeah. the, the the orbit of a, of a limb, you know, in a way that replicates the the weaving of fabric because otherwise you'd get a different weave. You yeah. know, if, if, you comp if you didn't have things that were the same length as an arm, it would yeah. create a different, you know, there's all this thought that goes into it that, that marries this kind of like um, Da Vincian kind of pairing of, of, of machine and man. Yeah. Which is obviously like fascinated people for, you know, yeah. centuries. I mean, I, it's weird though because I, I think like we we do have this tendency to try and um, anthropomorphize robots, and like when you say robot, you think of um, like you say like that uh, and NS five. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you think of something that looks like a human that mimics human movements and all that, but the most probably the most common robot around at the moment is a Roomba, which looks yeah. like a, it's a, it's a disc. It's still a fucking robot though. Like it, and I think that's one of the things that I, I quite, I'm quite interested in is like the little mouse robot from uh, Star Wars. That's just a little shoebox size thing that <laughs> yeah. just flies around at really high speed. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't need to, to be humanoid in appearance to be a robot. Um, yeah. But I was going to ask uh, you guys. So, if you could have a robot of any size, type, description, whatever, in like, and I'm talking like real or fantasy, um, if you could have any type of robot in your workshop to help with those boring menial tasks, what what would you have, and what would you have it doing? So, I have always wanted a Sony Ibo since they first came out. Okay, yeah. So even over like a real dog, there's something about that robot dog. I don't know what it is. I've seen other robot dogs and robot yeah. cats and K9. None of them appeal to me, but there's something about the Sony dog. I think they just, I don't know whether they got the motion right or the character or the tech that was in it. It had just, it just had an unnecessary bollocks tech in it, like a yeah. memory card, memory card read or memory stick. Cause it was Sony at the time, magic gate. Um, <laughs> Like a memory stick read. I was like, why is this in this dog? Like, what yeah. what purpose is it going to serve? And like cameras and shit. Like, now there's tech in everything. Like, you can't move for fucking yeah. smart devices. But this was like, you know, two, this was 20 years ago. And there was this robot dog. And it's just always stuck with me. And they were ridiculously expensive. Um, but yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take a, an Ibo over anything fictional. Brilliant. I, I love that. And I love the reasoning for it. And I must, <laughs> I, I must admit, like uh, I've, I, I remember when they first came out. I remember about a year later, um, there I was at a like it, it's like a a town festival thing, and basically it's just the entire town turns into one 
massive market for the day um and it started off like originally it was a really nice market with like uh people selling uh their wares and like there'd be stores for different foods and stuff like this but by this point it just turned into a bunch of jippos turning up flogging shit and um and like knockoff jackets and stuff like that and i remember just after the arbo came out they were all selling this these like cheap imitation ones <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. 50 quid um <laughs> it just did one movement and that was it um but yeah uh all right brett what about you i think i would have to go with the robot machine whatever popularized in hitchhiker's guide i want to be able to put my head inside the box and ask for some edible item and have it be produced for me <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of of being able to you know arthur goes in and goes i want a cup of tea and it goes horribly wrong but imagine like Jimmy's brought it up a bunch of times. You know, Jim is like, I don't want to have to think about food. I don't want to have to think about making it or going and getting yeah. it or anything like that. Think of how often you're just like, man, I'd love a sandwich right now. And you can take the 20 minutes. It's not a huge deal. You go take the time, make yourself some food, sit down, enjoy it. But there are moments where I have forgotten to either drink water or I would really like a coffee or I haven't eaten food in 12 hours because I got so sidetracked by things, but being able to just put your head in there and go, right, uh, Philly cheesesteak, bam, and just, yeah, right, I got food. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to, well, I did think about it, but I don't have to do any more work and it just happens. But, you know, in the same way that you go, oh, I'd love to just be able to have an automatic coffee machine in the morning or Al, I think. It's a brilliant execution to say, I want to be able to, you know, make coffee from my phone and have it be ready for me downstairs. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. But money and and actual theory aside, rel- not relative theory, but anything realistic aside, you know. Yeah. I would love one of those machines. Just pop your nice. head in. What, what do you want for dinner tonight? Go think it. Make it yeah. yourself. Like, whatever. <laughs> It'd be so great. Awesome. I want that. What so, about you? What do you What do you want? I think I. I mean, the the obvious answer for me would be because I fucking hate having to wrap the skewers. Like I, I'm quite happy to forge out a thousand tapers and do that. That's that's fine. You can get into a Zen mode doing it, but wrapping the skewers is just the worst job that we have. So I would really like a like a robot that could come in and and bend the uh, <laughs> the skewers around. So obviously, it would be so easy to say I want Bender to come and wrap skewers for me. Um, but then I'm like, oh yeah, but that seems like such an obvious choice. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of want the uh, the maid that had like that went around on one wheel from the Jetsons. Nice, mostly because Rosie? she was yeah, because she was so fucking sassy and like, as well yeah <laughs> why, why would a robot fat? but like I, I i don't know there's so many good robots like i i'd love to have uh marvin from the uh the hitchhiker's guide again but yeah. not not the new film that was shit the, no, the 70s the, TV show. yeah the, seven, the 70s tv show was so much better and marvin from that was fucking brilliant Boy, um, some of us quite enjoyed the movie. Ah, <laughs> it was nothing compared to. Have you I seen the TV in. show? 
Yes. TV show was so much better. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I have I have always wanted to build an Ed two hundred nine. So, oh yeah, yeah. Like full size. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be brilliant. I wonder how much aluminium you'd have to do use for that. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what? We should do it, but instead of having like the motors and everything inside, just have it as like a, uh, a like a remote control. So it's not like fully autonomous. It's uh, you you can sit inside it and work it, but put Murphy inside of it. Nice. So that he can control it. That'd be fucking nice. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. There's so many things that I... I... Robots. Sorry? There's a lot of good robots. There is a lot of good robots. And I mean, like... I mean, somebody Google it right now. Just type in best best robot 2020 and see what shows up. Chappy. Uh, uh, and Chippy. 2020. I still haven't seen that film. Chappy. I, re- I really Sorry. feel like I... Should. Uh, there's, there's a lot of Ralph shit looking robots. There's a cat robot. Why would you want a cat robot? Just get Wally. an actual cat. Uh, I fucking I, love I, Wally. I love the concept of bio robots that the Ukraine used uh, to clean Chernobyl. Yeah. It was like, we need robots to go on the roof. Uh, and remove the uh, radioactive debris. Robots can't go on the roof because the second they do, all the circuits get fried. Yeah. What about bio robots? What are they? Well, they're just people. <laughs> 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 it's like, I'm in. Sign me yeah. up. <laughs> You've got six minutes. Yeah. I mean, because like, what I love about not just robotics, but like, AI and and all of like technological advancements is stuff like having a shitload of drones that can replace fireworks. Like, so they go Ooh. up and they just because I, I can't remember who it was that was doing it, but I think they've done a couple of displays like that where nice. there's like a couple hundred just tiny little um, yeah, yeah, yeah. drones, but with super bright LEDs on it that change color, and they just fly in certain formations and all light at the right time, like that that um, swarm. Robotics, yeah. I think that might even be the term, um, but like that, that sort of things. It's fucking awesome. And then you go into nano robotics, where you've got tiny, tiny little, like the grey goo sort of shit. Like that is something that I find incredible. Even even that, when you get down to that sort of nano nano tech level, um, I saw something the other day, and it was like um, programmable magnets, and they basically made robots just by by polarizing them in a certain magnetic field and then joining yeah. them together. And basically what it meant was you could, by applying a magnetic field in a certain way, you could manipulate basically just lumps of metal. Yeah. There was no circuitry. There was no mechanics in it. Yeah. And you could manipulate them to do things. And and so they would go into like a, a blocked artery and open up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 but like, you know, they were so small that you could, you could almost do like internal surgery with them. Yeah, it's like this, this, like you just you you the instant default about when you hear the word robot is to go to like fucking Anakin pretending he made C three PO and his mum's <laughs> cage, and it's like wires because robots wires. Yeah. Like no, like a robot could be something so simple. It's just like a folding bit of paper. Yeah, 
that 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 replicates a, 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 a you know an animal or a human's movement. Yeah. And I think the, the there's something really clever about that as well. So you're getting down to that really small level where you're just performing simple tasks. I remember seeing something um, where these guys had made these tiny little robots, and they were it was they were basically like replicas of insects, and yeah. all it was was a um, a solar panel and a light sensor and a motor hmm. and some wheels. There was no circuitry. There was no microchips. There was no um, like actual intelligence. Yeah. In there. But yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. what what they did was the 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 light sensor would obviously follow the light, and that would yeah. turn the wheels and turn the yeah. motor to follow the light. So all it did was just follow the light, and that was how it survived. So yeah. essentially, a living thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just blew my mind the concept of that. That there's nothing in there. There's no organic material. Yeah. It's just some simple electronic components. Just just chemistry. And you've just yeah. created, and it's oh, fucking amazing. And just these little robots, just like as simple as that. And the concept yeah. of that as a metaphor just like totally blew. Oh, I, t- I understood then what it was about. Yeah, because I, mean, I think you you kind of like touched on it really well there. The fact that a robot doesn't have to be this elaborate thing that that looks like a person and talks to you in a weird voice. Like it, depending on how low you want to go with your mm. your definition of what a robot is it can be something really simple it can be well, to me they're the more beautiful ones they're that's the, yeah, the, yeah. the more sort of like organic you know the simpler it gets it, it, yeah. it almost does a better job yeah yeah it's that whole uh jack of all trades as opposed to a master yeah, yeah, one yeah. sort of thing like it's yeah it's um it's interesting i think so I want to know what your favorite robot from a movie is, because I mean, I what, kind what's of... the criteria? Like, favoritely like executed? Well, okay, like, so all you know, Chappie all... looks amazing, but I wouldn't say he's my favorite robot. I would, I would say because there were so many um, movies created in like the eighties, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I think oh God, I know. I know visually, I think I visually, as well as like, <laughs> what purpose does the actual robot serve, right? So like, don't Rick and Morty it and say the butter robot, because like he has one purpose, <laughs> it's breath. I think it's hilarious, but it's not a good robot. So I'll start it off just to give you guys, and you can maybe think it over. But I think my favorite robot might be Johnny Five. Yeah, it's from- a very good shout. Yeah. Yes, because AKA I Wally. think, yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's the inception of Wally. But I thought Johnny Five was great because he was paired with Steve Gutenberg, and yeah. that is brilliant. But yeah. he, he kind of like comes into the world after he gets electrocuted and has to like relearn. He doesn't know that he was built as like a battle robot or anything like that, right? <laughs> And then he he like fixes himself and finds his own parts and and uh, uses all of his quote unquote weapons to do good stuff or <laughs> or like hang glide or whatever the hell else he did. I, I'm getting flashbacks from all of these weird things that he did in the in the two movies. <laughs> but he dances and he becomes like in or he is intelligent, but he can perform tasks very very well and and serve his purposes but he also 
takes it upon himself to learn kind of the human condition or his whole Johnny Five is Live thing. He wants to be a person, but he has no ill will or anger towards anything. And I super appreciated watching that growing up because there were two of them. And (laughs) great movies, great robot might be my favorite. Might be my favorite. Yeah, no, that's a really good shout. I think Johnny Five would definitely be in my top three. Um, so my, top my first, yeah, hey. my top five. Uh, <laughs> my my first thought whenever anyone asks uh, favorite robot from films is always Robbie the robot from uh, the Forbidden Planet film. Like mm. it's a fifties sci-fi classic is fucking brilliant and mostly just because i remember watching it when i was like 10 or 11 and just being absolutely enthralled with it it was great um but i just had a quick look through like just put into google uh best robots from films and a mm-hmm. list of 25 came up and most of them either are cyborgs not robots or just generally shit although they did put Johnny Five at number three, which I was quite happy about. Uh, Not at number but, five. I know, right? Uh, no, that's Robocop. And Robocop isn't a robot. He's a cyborg. Um, uh, they had a couple in, one of which I'm pretty sure Al might mention. Um, but, ah, fuck, where is it? Uh, Dot Matrix from um, the Spaceballs movie. <laughs> it was the, the kind of the female... C-3PO. And I'd completely forgotten about her as a character. Joan Rivers, right? That was voiced by Joan Rivers. Yeah. Um, Oh, golly. Yeah. But yeah, I I think it's probably going to be like, from a serious point of view, it's probably going to be Robbie the Robot, just because and it's that's more about memories of being a kid and loving that than anything else. But I think Mm -hmm. now it's probably uh, I can't remember their names. Servo and the other one from uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 because they're fucking hilarious. There we go. Yes. If you've never seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's uh, a human and two robots, well, several robots, but two main robots on a space station watching really, really bad B-movies and taking the piss out of them the entire way through. And it's fucking brilliant. Um, So yeah, go watch that. Al, what about you? My favourite robot from a movie, and it's based on Brett's judgment criteria of the pairing that goes with the robot, because that's Ooh. essential. Like the little cockroach with Wally. It's not about Eve. It's about the little cockroach. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. um, is Seiko. S-I-C-O. Any takers? Fine. It's the happy birthday Polly robot from Rocky Four. When oh my god, ah! it's it's Polly's birthday and Rocky gets him a robot, and it's just the fucking the pairing of this grumpy old like troglodyte <laughs> of a fucking man who obviously is going to hate technology, yeah. and is just this 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 happy plucky robot that plays like James Brown music and wants to give him gifts and is just there to serve him, but he fucking hates it. But even then, like even later on, there's a later scene where he's like, he obviously warmed to this robot, and yeah. it's just it's just heartwarming, and it just like encapsulates the ridiculousness of the film that is Rocky Four. Yeah, 
there's a woman looking at me from across the street through the curtains, and it's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking awful. Uh, on that note, Happy should we birthday, go to the <laughs> Uh, yeah, spiffing. People that we think that are spiffing. It's sub. Sub, because they're like robots. They don't like robots. Built by robots. Built by robots. Brilliant. Uh, Right, which means it's me first. Uh, And I am going to go with... Uh, someone who is absolutely nothing to do with robots whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, so if, if if you're into to blacksmithing, you probably already know this guy, uh, Robin Sharples. He is uh, he's kind of like the UK version of Andrew Alexander in that he has <laughs> shitloads of anvils. But Robin actually sells his anvils. He doesn't just hoard them and not let anyone else have them. Um, but yeah, Robin Sharples, who is Anvils dot online on Instagram. Um, super nice guy, f- a wealth of knowledge. Always has really interesting um, anvils and blacksmithing tools uh, kicking around. Lots of like fly presses and shit like that. But the reason I'm spiffing him is because he also has access to uh, a lot of um, archive material, um, and every so often he'll he'll put up. Uh, photos of forging from yesteryear as it were um including like uh the only photo i've ever seen of um a two-man sledgehammer actually in use uh forging ships chains um and lots of uh stuff like that and like there'll be um like old uh not manuals for like but like old catalogs and old advertising things for different products. Like a, he's got a Peter Wright um, advertising thing that's like, keep your temper, cool your anvil and stuff like that. Just lots of like really old school stuff. Um, he, he put up a photo the other, or sent me a photo the other day of, um, he had a Great Western Railway um, branded leg vice. And I was chatting to him. I was like, I didn't even know that uh, GWR made their own Leg vi- uh, made their own tools, let alone leg vices. Like, I really want one now. Um, and he sent me a photo of the GWR factory or like workshop where they were actually making a bunch of these uh, vices and stuff as well. So, yeah, just lots of really cool, really interesting old stuff. He's a wealth of knowledge and he's, he's one of those people that will always respond, always answer questions. And, um, yeah, he's just, just a super nice guy um so go check him out uh al you are next um it would be remiss of me not to mention um james bruton because we're talking about robots he is if there's a queen of shitty robots he must be the king um he's at the minute he's building uh it's hal but it's a bb8 hal so he's he's making like a self-leveling robot not in the traditional way like BB-8, where the actual robotics is inside the the, the ball. He's yeah. building the entire thing on top, so it literally just self-levels on top of a ball. Oh, awesome. And there's nothing in the ball, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Um, but that's not how I'm spiffing. I am spiffing the original maker power couple um, that is Marielle and Lita. 
because nice. not only are they spiffing, but I think they're currently on some sort of fantastic road trip to girlsbuild.org, yeah. which I think is some sort of charity um, encouraging young women to get into uh, the creative arts and, and into the making community. I'm very jealous and it looks very interesting and I can't wait to see what they come up with. I think they're teaching classes. They were building little rocket forges. Yeah, they've built like 15 forges, I think it is, something yeah. stupid like that. Um, so it's it lovely watching them do that and I can't wait to see what they're getting up to on their little adventure. So yeah, uh, it's on Instagram, it's Marielle Brinkman and Lisa CB or Lisa Cab. Um, and Steve will put the links yeah. in the show notes. But check them out, they're great. Good shout. Yeah, and they are lovely, lovely people. Lovely, well. lovely. Lovely, super lovely. Uh, Brett, you are next. Yeah, so I have been mostly paying attention <laughs> to Instagram. I, I honestly haven't had a lot of time to sit down, aside from yesterday, watching your videos. But... Um, I have been quite enjoying a lot of the work done by a young man that I know we spiffed long, long ago in, in the early days. But has anybody else been watching Mr. With Bare Hands? Oh, yeah, probably. This entire, like, between the workshop and the pizza oven and the, the, yeah. the aesthetic of everything. I mean, clearly it's stuff that I really like. I mean, he did a way better job on the pizza oven than I did. <laughs> so fuck him for doing that. But it, the workshop, the plumbing in it, the everything, like I'm getting a lot of um, kind of visual inspiration or, or just going yeah. like, oh, okay. I like seeing how he's doing that or how he's achieved this look with the small space, the finishing on the outside, the everything everything yeah he's doing a great job and um honestly i've just been enjoying watching the projects because it's ollie i mean he's he's a delightful chap and i, I like the work that he's doing so um if you haven't been following with bare hands you should be he's a fun guy that we met yeah. long ago and super supportive and everything i just i really like what he's doing it's given me a lot of thoughts and ideas for the cabin going forward or little small yeah. exterior spaces that I can create on the property. And it's, it's really great. No, that's, that's it. Uh, I've just, I've, I've been enjoying watching this. <laughs> it's a really good shout out. I, I, I love the stuff that Ollie makes and me and jazz have said so many times, like we, when we talk about our idea of like, Oh, let's get, a let's build a tiny house. And our, our plan is basically win the lottery and pay ollie to build us a house because like, <laughs> the, that would be ideal like the look of everything that he builds is just fucking gorgeous like uh if you look i can't remember how long ago it was like he did he made these little um like triangular hut things that mm. just like the uneven um, for the garden yeah yeah something like that but like the uneven uh fucking what what's that stuff called like tiling but it's not like shingles like, that's it. Yeah. The uneven shing shingles look fucking brilliant. And like, hmm. there's so much thought and um, like uh, maths going into the stuff that he makes to make it look like it's completely random and obscure. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. And also uh, 
his the t-shirts that he sells are my favorite t-shirts i love the graphic on it and I, and they're also you know those super super comfy ones that mm. i think it's like michael alm and i think zach's ones used to be like it as well but like they're just super comfy and snuggly and ollie's are like that so buy a t-shirt from ollie because it's fucking great um yeah really good shout i very much approve of that one uh right is there any other business Nope. Robots. Thanks, Al. Uh, right. In which case, uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! I was expecting Al's Robot Shack or something like oh, that. It's all about subverting expectations in this day. Beep, boop. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Pulse of Tools, it's the name of the podcast. Just Google it. Um, I think that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Both just staring at yes. I me. Mean, yes. I was Thank trying you. to think of a robot that rhymes with Shaq, but I can't think of one. <laughs> uh, uh, now, now I've just got clamps in my head. Um, give him the clamps. <laughs> yes. Well, we love you all uh, in the way that only humans can, not oh. robots. Uh, so until next time, children, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Steve is a replicant.